Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a back-to-football Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you and a busy program lined up here this morning into the afternoon. BMW Des Moines guest list. Looks like this. Well, in 15 minutes or so, we will talk about the uh, Thursday night special tonight, the Green Bay Packers hosting the Detroit Lions. Kind of has a, uh, I mean, I should be smelling turkey, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It smells it. like an 1130 mm-hmm. uh, Thursday Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> Boy, it's getting, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's getting smelling good in here. Anyways, uh, but it doesn't. It's a Thursday night affair, and this is two teams that... I think, well, Green Bay's arrow's always been kind of pointing up, right? But Detroit's been languishing at the bottom, but no longer the case. Detroit, Green Bay tonight. Dave Sinekin from ZoneCoverage.com. He will join us uh, to give his thoughts coming up here at about 11.15. Then Stephen M. Sippel will join us on Michigan and Nebraska. Nebraska 2-2 two and two, uh, just announced this morning a $450 million renovation project to Memorial Stadium. So it needs putting it. a fresh coat of paint on that bad boy uh, as they want to take that into the, what do they say, the next whatever it is. Um, yeah, been there once. It needs it. It's a cool stadium. It reminded me of Kinnick in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. that old, that brick. A um, lot further away from the action, though. True story, Trent. You yes. got the, yes. And the first time I was there, I was so surprised before the game, even during the game, the number of people just milling around down on the field because there is so much yeah. space. Right. There's people walking around down mm-hmm. there. Now, there's also a gap between the players and everything, but sure. that is the biggest that's, difference. That's a good that point. I never yeah. thought about that, but it was now weird. that I think about it, you're like, 100% What are these idiots right. doing down there now? Yeah. yeah, just walking around, checking yeah. things out, shaking hands, getting close to the action. I was dating a gal in 1994 from Lincoln. Her season tickets were in the family for decades. Mm-hmm. And we're at the 50-yard line. Oh, yeah. About, I don't know, 15, 18 or, oh, they're perfect. Anyway, saw Colorado uh, and uh, Nebraska, and they're both like one-loss teams at the time. Anyways, um, so Sipple will be here. Then Lee Sterling will be here with a handful of games to opine on. Our number two, Matt Rudy, who is a Michigan State alum. So we'll do a little bit on the football, Michigan State, Iowa, but more so on the golf. After all, that's where he makes his living, uh, writing for uh, GolfDigest.com. So Matt Rudy coming in here at 12.05. And then Brent Bloom from We Will, looking forward to catching up with Bloom. He's going to join us at 12.30. Claxons before we get out of here, just before 1 o'clock. So a lot to do here this morning. But I guess we got to start with baseball, right? Because we'll get to the football pretty quickly here with Sinekin coming up. Uh, another opportunity for the Cubs last night. And, and the, the bullpen's on fumes. Yeah. I whole think, team is. Yeah, the whole team is. That's, yeah. that's, yes, that's fair. The whole team is on fumes. Um, and sadly, they got four games left. Uh, can they get there? And if they do, and your point just before we listened to Ron Zamas or Ron Damas and the update, no, they're not tied. They're not. They're a game back. Yes. Because they have to finish ahead of Miami uh-huh. in the standings yeah. to get the wild card berth. Miami's got the season series against them. That's the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. There is no game 163. Nope. No quick turnaround to Monday, though I love those games. Yeah, I did too. I miss it. But yeah, I will too. I understand the expanded playoffs. It's been good. I mm-hmm. also enjoy the expanded playoffs. So I guess you can't have both, and that's what we have to give away. But yeah, they're a game back. Even going 3-1. and 3-1. and one. Not Might not get you in. And they might not get you no. in. And they're going to have to go 3-1, and one, I think. 
Um, and then hope that the Mets can win today over the Marlins. Mm-hmm. And then the Marlins continue their roadie. They go down and the hapless Pittsburgh Pirates uh, await. We'll see if they put up a fight or not. We'll see where the Brewers are at. Mm-hmm. Do the Brewers, who would they rather play? You know, that, that's going to fact. Now, I'm not saying they're going to throw the game, but they're going to, you know, maybe get some guys on the on the bench norm, uh, quicker than they normally would, or guys get in an off day, or whatever the case may be. What if goes tomorrow? Great, yeah, uh, does he? Yes, he yeah. does. Yes, I saw that. You're likely going to see him, what, going to get 70 pitches? That's probably the max. Yeah. A guy that dealt with a big injury this year, too, and was out for months. The, the wild card are the, is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be his last tune-up before sure. he takes the ball mm-hmm. in game one? Friday to two. Uh, no, probably a little quick. Well, depending on how much, how long. Uh, no, I mean for the Brewers. Are, they go Woodruff in game one? Uh, or is it Burns? Nice to have choices. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then uh, not a bad number three in Freddie Peralta. Right. So what, um, yeah, I mean, Craig Council's got some decisions to make. So mm-hmm. so hopefully they favor the Cubs uh, as far as <laughs> giving them a little bit of an edge going into this final weekend. But yes, the Cubs are on fumes and it's unfortunate, but uh, that's the way it is. They, they've certainly been entertaining all season long. Were you ever confident last night, even when they kept taking the lead? No, because it's the Braves. Yeah. They just They're keep just a better team. Were you watching when Acuna stole a 70th yes, base? Yes, I was. And <laughs> pulled the Ricky Henderson uh-huh. and pulled the base out. Yep. And then he scores again, and he's just... Mm-hmm. J.D. and Boog were not pleased. They he's were not right. happy but that they're delaying the game. Yeah. And, uh, what was it, a minute? I mean, it's never been done before. Right. A 40-70's never been done. Baseball loves their records more than any other sport. They cherish them. I didn't have a problem. I really didn't. Well, um, if you see him in the playoffs, use it as motivation. There you that? go. That, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, get in, and then now you got a little I something. I did steal this nugget, however, from the Marquee Network. I don't know if you were watching it at the time or not, and it has to do entirely with pitch clock. In the last three years, this is regular nine-inning games only. Doesn't go extra innings, mm-hmm. nine-inning games. In 2021... There were 390 games that went three and a half hours or more. Okay. 390. 2022, 231. So they cut it down significantly. Mm -hmm. This year they introduced a pitch count. 390 to 231. These are games three and a half hours or longer, nine inning games only. How long, how many do you think there's been? This year, you said it was what? 390 and 21. 22, there was 231. Pitch clock comes in this year. How many games have gone longer than three and a half hours? 85. Nine. Nine. (laughs) All right. Think it's working? Yeah. You know, one thing that we've heard, and I was in this camp initially. I was a big proponent of the pitch clock. Talked about the first time I saw it, what, seven, eight years ago, Mm -hmm. down at Principal Park. Really enjoyed it. It hits you right away the first time you see it, and then it does. you forget about it. Yeah, and very quickly it's just part of the game. I remember looking at the the what do they call it the the score bug or whatever it is in April. Oh yeah, and it was like what the, this thing's going to drive me all season long. You can't 14, take your eye off 13, it. 12. Oh, he's got to go <laughs> right. And then just... I'm not even sure it lasted till the end of the week. Right, just. Boom, it was part of the fabric of your baseball watching. Didn't bother me at all. I love the new rules. I know that there's still some out there that hate the ghost runner. I'm not one of them. Yeah, same. Um, I'd like to see one inning. Yep. Still, I'd like to see yep. that start in the 11th. Get 10th inning will be regular baseball, and then you mm-hmm. go from there. But that aside, the pitch clock, and two different ways. 
I was a proponent initially. All right, when we get to the playoffs, let's get rid of it. No. 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 And I heard something yesterday. Actually, it was Rob Manfred that mentioned it. Is you go back and you look at, and we talk about you know the buildup of playoff baseball and the anticipation. If there was a pitch clock and Kirk Gibson hitting the home run, mm. wouldn't have mattered Mm-mm. because Eckersley got the ball mm-hmm. and he threw it up there. Yep. Yep. Those huge moments that you think of in the past. Yeah. Well, we didn't need the pitch clock because the game was a lot quicker. Well, that, well, that was, I don't believe, what I just saw, right? The Gibson home run from... That was Puckett. No. No, I think it was... We'll see you tomorrow night it was, was Puckett. Yeah, that was, we'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah. I think... I I think I don't believe what I just I think that was that's Jack all, yeah Buck. that sounds right I mean yeah. I know it was Jack Buck but I think that's what he said uh, but what a home run oh, and man. and watching the the tail lights in the cars that uh-huh. were leaving Dodger Stadium where all of a sudden hit their brake lights at the same time uh, type of thing um, yeah I'm pretty sure I don't believe what I just saw Vin Scully on the call. he also had the call yes so let's uh, find it here. Got to find Jack Buck. All right, here we go. Here's the build-up. Oh, this is a long build-up. Get in the box, kid. Oh, two to Gibson. The infield is back with two out and Davis at first. Throw over. No way tonight. That. No wheels. <laughs> Let me cue this thing up a little better. <laughs> Find Jack Buck too. I know you're you're, you're multitasking here. Um, I know. I don't remember. Vince we got a throw over to first. We got a slap ball. Man, this was a long at bat. Sounds like. Well, this it. is over five minutes that I, that I fast forwarded to now before we finally get to it. All right, guys are back on their feet. 4-3 is the score. A's with the lead over the Dodgers. Bottom of the ninth. Gibson in there as a pinch hitter. All right, here we go. This is the call from Vin Scully. Right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Him limping around. Yep. Lasorda coming out with his hands above his head. <laughs> Oh, man, what a scene. <laughs> what a scene indeed. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Is, is there a Jack Buck option? I'll see if we can find the Jack Buck one. All right, Jack Buck's call of the at-bat. All right, so we'll get this one queued up, too. We All don't right. need another. It's, it's another five-minuter? <laughs> we'll see if this clip is that long. Well, we got to get through the ad first, too. Don't forget about that oh, part of it. All right, yeah, yeah. the old YouTube gets you. Uh-huh. Clicking. Although you know the the, the YouTube uh, the Sunday ticket on YouTube, um, as much as I bitched, <laughs> it's sure nice to be able to walk the dog and take your phone and not have to miss a play, right? Because yeah. you can watch it on the on your phone. Do you? So you you were liking the YouTube TV? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been liking it maybe a little over the top, but um, it's certainly a lot more palatable, I guess. Here is the call from Jack Buck. Gibson and have sacks batting, but we have a big three-two pitch coming here. From Eckersley, Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field. This is going to be a home run. Unbelievable. A home run for Gibson. And the Dodgers have won the game 5-4. to four. I don't believe what I just saw. That was from CBS Radio. Is that right? Yeah. The Who TV... did the TV call? It was Vin Scully. It was Vin Scully. It was. It was Doing a... his own team. Yeah. Didn't In remember the... that. That was NBC had the uh, broadcast huh. that year. Wow, unbelievable. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Well, good stuff. Jack Buck and, of course, 
Uh, so many, uh, so many memorable calls uh, over his career. All right, Dave Sinekin coming up momentarily. We'll talk to Sinekin uh, on the Packers and the Lions. Let's get Jeff in here. He's been patient. Uh, Jeff, uh, thanks for waiting. How are you? Doing well. Um, when we reconvene Monday afternoon or morning, whatever you want to call it, the U.S. team will beat Europe for the first time since 1993. Okay. And here's a couple, and here's a couple fun facts why. Europe, this is the first time since 1995, no Ian Poulter, no McDowell, no Sergio Garcia, the most wins in Ryder Cup history, no Lee Westwood. That's a big, that's a big gap here, right? Rookies for both teams. To be honest, I like the U.S. rookies better than the Euro rookies. Um, majors, up and down the roster, look at majors, look at wins. The U.S. have a huge gap between the Euros. Now, I, I, like I already said before, yes, I understand the rough is longer than it's ever been over there. Mm-hmm. The fairways are tighter than, it, than the PGA. I get all that. But if you look at the rosters from top to bottom, and I guess you could say this every, you know, every time they, they match up in the Ryder Cup, I just like how, I just like how the U.S. is playing. And I'll give you a couple of players that I'm really, I'm really going to like, and it's going to be an odd one. I think Justin Thomas is going to play well. I think Justin Kind of hope he does. Score. Yeah, kind of hope he, he does. And, and, and you know what, Ken? He's keeping receipts because what a story yeah. it will be yeah. if he goes, let's say, 3-0-1. You know, him and Jordan have, have some – you know, have some magic there. Um, how about, you know, Cantlay and Xavier? They went undefeated last Ryder Cup. What about they're playing well again? Um, and if you look back to last Ryder Cup, Rory and and um, Big John Rob didn't play well. I believe they didn't win that many points. Could be wrong, and they could have a, a strong showing here. But, you know, it's not just a wrap. Like a lot of us think, you know, again, the 30 years, we get all that. But I think it's going to be tighter, and I hope, on Sunday morning when we wake up before football, we can tune in, watch a little golf, watch a little football, enjoy Sunday. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. All right, Jeff, Bye-bye. thank you very much. We will see. Seems I don't know. It just seems like it always means more to the Euros. It does. Over there, it's going to be a different kind of environment. Nuts. nuts. And, uh, yeah, to John Rahm, 4-3-1 overall huh. in Ryder Cup matches. Not the number, though. Foursomes, what they're starting. For the first time since 93, they're starting with foursomes, the alternate shot format. He is 2-0 and in that format. We shall see. Well, Lambeau Field's going to be a place to oh. be tonight as well. I told, I've told you all week how excited I am. Yeah, you game. have. For, for, you've, you've been this is my favorite game of the week. Dave, I said to Trent earlier, first of all, welcome and thank you for doing this. It feels like we should be you know, kind of sniffing the uh, air for this, uh, the smell of turkey coming, through the, uh, coming from the kitchen into the living room. This feels like you know, we see this game most Thanksgivings, uh, does it not? Well, we'll see it again on Thanksgiving. I, oh, I, we do? I didn't know that. Yeah, it has to be the first time ever that two teams have played twice in the same year on a Thursday. You're right. Yeah, it'll be brats. You'll smell the brats. I'm not sure you'll smell <laughs> yeah, turkey at Lambo. Right. Yeah, no. Oh, well, we. Uh, I, I guess the story going into it is the injuries. It sounds like Jones and Watson are going to give it a go. But sadly, I mean, the entire left side of the line, right, Bakhtiari and Jenkins, neither one of those two starting uh, offensive linemen are going to go tonight. That's correct. And the right tackle, who has been an absolute revelation, the uh, second-year guy out of Wake Forest, he's questionable. He left the game like at halftime last week. So, I mean, Green Bay could be down both starting tackles uh, with Aiden Hutchinson hoping to out-Wolverine Rashawn Garrett nice. on the primetime stage. So, it's yeah, it's a concern. It sounds like the last will have Taylor Decker 
That's conflicting reports. So I was kind of hoping their right side was going to be uh, replacements for Gary, but it sounds like they're at least going to have their stud back. We'll see if he goes back to the left side and Panay Sewell goes back to the right side. It sounds like they'll at least have their two tackles. Romeo Dobbs, he has been very good as he's been banged up, yet still out there. Of course, made the big play against the Saints. 19 targets, 11 receptions, 129 yards, 9 first downs. What's the upside of a guy like this? We know Christian Watson, that that dude can stay healthy with the speed and the size he have. He can be an absolute star. How do you see Dobbs kind of placing in there when we look at him the next couple of years? Yeah, I kind of feel like a Terry McLaurin vibe a little bit. Sure. Mm. He's really able to get open. He has great hands, despite not being a real big guy. He's really good on the 50-50s, which we saw in the, uh, the game-winning touchdown last week on the back shoulder throw. Um, highly recruited out of high school, but settled in, in Nevada. And, you know, when you're playing in Nevada, you're not going to get the pub if you played in the Big Ten or SEC. Uh, but when he was drafted, there were so many whispers about this guy for a fourth-rounder is going to really shine. And for Green Bay, you know, they'll be staring across the field at, on Ross St. Brown, when he was drafted, Green Bay selected Amari Rodgers instead. Mm. Uh, even though they had Amon Ra's brother, Equinemius, on the roster and at the time, he said, uh-oh, I hope that doesn't come back to haunt us. <laughs> I, I don't think Dobbs maybe has Amon Ra upside, but he's very cerebral. He worked really hard, and, you know, he's in a room where he and Chris, the old man in the room. So it's a real opportunity for him, I think, to flex and you know, Watson's got to prove and feel. Tonight is that speed that makes you kind of put a safety over there. Maybe Brian Brett, Jake Watson, while uh, Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave can find some freedom up the middle of the field. Having Watson in the first games has really limited what this offense can do. And Love is throwing for the lead right now. Uh, yeah, did, make did, it in sync. Yeah, this offense can take off. Uh, we were ha- we're having trouble. You're breaking up a little bit here. Um, uh, oh. we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll tr- tr- try one more. So I, I I follow you on Twitter. I know that you had uh, you know you you were in the air. <laughs> you you left the I think you were in Indianapolis. You left uh, wherever you were. You left, and they were getting beat. They're getting pummeled, seventeen zip. By the time you landed, uh, the Packers had come back and won the football game. When you got home and watched it. What was the turning point in that football game? I didn't see a play of it. I think uh, I was watching my Broncos get pasted Oof. by the fish. I'm a sucker for punishment. But uh, So what turned it around? Did Jordan Love all of a sudden get going, Dave? Well, part of it was Derek Carr going out, and then suddenly the Saints offense wasn't able to move the ball to Jameis Winston. That certainly helped. But, yeah, you know, they took a couple deep shots, got a couple penalties, and really just a couple big catches by Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs kind of took the page. Nice running play by Jordan Love, and really just that, that deep move on Mario Davis to score, the, the dart for the two-point conversion. I think it got everybody just to believe that maybe this is really possible. I just The confidence of Love kind of ramped up when the deep got stops. And, um, man, it was just so unexpected after a fourth collapse the week before. Yeah, yeah I landed. I landed. I looked at the score. I, twice. I couldn't believe what I saw. <laughs> Dave, uh, you look at this matchup against the Lions, the preseason favorite in the NFC North, talented team. doesn't feel like they've exactly clicked yet either on the season, even with the win in Week 1 against the Chiefs and what we saw a week ago. What's it going to take with two teams that are really banged up? What's it going to take for the Packers to walk away with a win? I think it's going to be whoever stops the run better. Detroit's been really good against the run. Green Bay's running game has not gotten out of the gates, not having Aaron Jones the last two weeks. Don't know if he's on a pitch count tonight. 
Uh, but if he's out there, after tonight, Green Bay only has one game over the next 23 days. So it's really a real quirk of the schedule. Um, if they can be a little more, you know, let, let Jones go a little bit, they've got to move the ball on the ground because Jameer Gibbs can really beat this Packers defense to the edges. We saw B. John Robinson do it. He has the ability to do that as well. No Devondre Campbell, a leader in the middle of that defense. He's out tonight with the ankle injury. David Montgomery's back. They've got mm-hmm. their two guys. Uh, Green Bay has to prove, like, I mean, last week against the Saints, they stopped the run, but they were without their top two running backs. Uh, this is a big test for the Packers' run defense. Uh, even without uh, uh, Devondre Campbell, they need to show that they're improving because if they want to be serious, they've got to stop the run this season. Yeah, no doubt about it. How about an update on the uh, two rookies from the state? Of course, Van Ness. I, I'm not sure that Anthony Johnson's been active in either two, maybe some special teams, uh, but what about the Iowa State rookie and the Iowa rookie? Yeah, Anthony Johnson did get some run last week. I didn't look at the actual snap count, but I did notice I, I was a huge Leroy Butler fan. Uh, mm, Johnson sure. wears the same number, 36. So when I see a 36 out there, I notice it. Uh, so he's getting a little bit of run. Uh, Darnell Savage has been really good and Rudy Ford. So the safeties so far for Green Bay has, have done a decent job. But he's definitely on the active roster, getting a few snaps, certainly being active on special teams. Van Ness has been fantastic. You know, he's got a bit of an elbow injury. Wasn't sure he was going to play last week. But he's among the leaders in pass rate um, and pressures for the amount of snaps he's getting. He's, he is off to a fantastic start. Really looking forward to seeing what he can do tonight on this stage against a you know, kind of a banged-up lion, certainly on the right side of the line a little bit. The right guard is out. Uh, it's a really good offensive line. It's a terrific challenge. Both teams have elite pass rushers, as we said, the two Michigan guys. Yep. Van Ness has opened eyes early. The speed, the strength, uh, I think the team's really excited about what he might become. Dave Sinekin, ZoneCoverage.com, ZoneCoverage.com. How'd you do with your underdog picks last week? I know you put three well, of them up. I, yeah, I went in 5-1 and one and pretty cocky, and I had Houston, which was a great start. But for some reason, I believed in your Broncos Oof. to keep it close, and, uh, and I lost with Tampa Bay Monday night. So 1-2, and 6-3. and three. For the season, I'll uh, put those up uh, tomorrow. And, and these are underdogs; they're not just picks. These are these the dogs are barking. Then uh, you were off to a great start. Dave Sinekin, ZoneCoverage dot com is where that you can find them. Thank you, Dave. Talk to you next week. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Dave Sinekin. ZoneCoverage dot com for Dave. He's covered the Packers for us for for a long time. Anyways, we'll take a timeout. Uh, off to Lincoln. Catch up with Sipple. It's Nebraska and Michigan. What's that number? Is it seventeen? Is it seventeen? Uh, has it moved? No, it's been pretty static there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two ways to look at it. Nebraska's defense is pretty good. They are. This yeah. is the best team that Michigan's faced. I haven't. You know what, Trent? And for that reason, I don't know. I don't think I've seen Michigan play this year. You watch any against Rutgers last week? You were all pumped up about that game. You wanted to have us talk about it with Bama Bob on Friday. No, I didn't watch any of it. Um, but wasn't it close for a while? Yeah, they hung around. Uh, is, so is Michigan overrated? Did we or we just don't know yet because, because they haven't played a know. team with a pulse, right? Right. All right. Well, uh, and I don't know if Nebraska is a team with a pulse. I've seen them. Can they pro- score against Michigan? No, I, mean, come I on. don't know. That's no. just it. Yeah, I don't think they can. Um, it very well could be kind of like we saw in Colorado, where they're hang around. It's Zero zero seven seven something mm-hmm. like that, and they just don't have enough offensively. Mm-hmm. We'll see. The young German next. kid. Yeah.
Big Heinrich. Heinrich. He's a dude. He's a big dude. He's, he's a got load. wheels. He does. Can't throw it a lick. No, he can't. Uh, they've recall or remind you any other quarterbacks? They had Nebraska? a lot of those guys, didn't Boy, they? Have they ever eleven twenty five. Zippel next. Lee Sterling still to come this hour. ParamountSports.com. It's Miller and Condon. We are on Des Moines Sports Station one zero six point dot com for details. It's time for sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk about those Huskers. Huskers, Michigan, uh, this coming week. Stephen M. Sipple from On3 Media, uh, Husker Illustrated, joins us. Sip, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, before we get into the game itself, just, I guess, the news of the day, and that's a $450 million renovation to Memorial Stadium. Uh, I read Callahan's uh, piece on it. Apparently, it's going to take the... Uh, attendance from 90,000, the capacity, I guess, from 90,000 down to 80, uh, and is going to be complete, I want to say, 2026. Has this been something, I mean, has this um, sorely been needed over the last couple of years, Sip? Is this something that, uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, it's time to do something? Yeah, particularly for the South Stadium, which I think Sean's story says it hasn't been renovated in 100 years. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, the South Stadium's badly outdated. Not all, I wouldn't say all of Memorial Stadium's badly outdated, but you know how it goes talking to media guys about this subject. It's not a great, it's not like my area of expertise. <laughs> I haven't paid for a ticket in my lifetime. Um, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't, you know. Um, but yeah, it's major $450 million. $225 million will be private funding. Then there's a university lending program and some other avenues that would pay for the rest, to the, the, the remaining $225 million. The, the stadium, which is uh, it's interesting to me that, you know, it'll be under construction during for sure the 2025 season and perhaps the 2026 season, I think Trev is saying, that it's supposed to be done in 2026. But what Trev Albert saying is, may, you know, maybe. I mean, these projects, you know how it goes. Um, they don't always, they don't always, they don't always finish on time. So, um, all of it's pretty interesting, and may, I mean, it's a major undertaking um, at a time when you know. I mean, this is where you know, this is where that Big Ten money, all, yep. all the money, all the revenue that comes with being in the Big Ten helps. It doesn't pay for it, but it certainly helps to have it. Win last week, two in a row, and here comes Michigan to town before we get into the Wolverines. New quarterback out there in a full-time role before he got banged up late in the game. And Heinrich Harburg, a big dude that can run. Uh, throwing leaves a little something to be desired. What would you think, though, in his start and going forward, if he's healthy enough to go, does at least Nebraska have a guy that they're more confident in the rest of the year than Sims? I think so. I think so. I man, rule is really hard to read on Matt Rule. It's hard to read on this subject because he I mean, I think he's very 
you know, he's mindful that they're probably going to need Sims the way they run the quarterback, Trent. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. And mm-hmm. by the way, and by the way, just so we're clear to your listeners, Harburg is healthy. He's 100%. He cramped up in that game against Louisiana Tech and didn't play after the lightning delay, which was, I don't know how many, it was the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's fine. He's full go. Okay. Um, Sims hasn't been full go. He'd be the backup. Um, he's get, I think he would be nearing full go. He has, remember, he had the ankle that we talked about, the ankle issue that um, he hurt during the Colorado game, late in the Colorado game. So that was September 9th. So, yeah, Harburg's made the, the, the last two starts. And, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's looked good. He certainly looks good running the ball. Now, one thing I'd add before you get to your next question is he's run some options, speed option. I just don't know if that's going to be available. I, it's my opinion, and I'm not a football coach, but when you start facing better opponents, it's harder and harder to run an option. I mean, yeah. just, they have the big ends, the athletic ends, the athletic linebackers, the athletic safeties, and it gets hard to block. It gets harder and harder to block. And, you know, you're running sideways, and they're flowing fast. Um, we'll see if that's still available. Um, but the Harburg run for the, the quarterback run piece, once again, is needed at Nebraska. Yep, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. He's a big dude, too. Yeah. Sip, I know nothing about Michigan. I have not seen them uh, in the four games. Uh, I didn't huh. see much of the Rutgers game last week. I don't think I saw any of it. Certainly East Carolina, Bowling Green, and UNLV uh, didn't do anything to make me flip on, uh, whatever, flip away from whatever game I was watching at the time. So help me out. I mean, obviously the nation loves them nationally. They're uh, one of the teams that most think they're going to find a way in the playoff. McCarthy saw enough of him last year to know that he can flat-out ball. Uh, where are you on this Michigan team? They've been underwhelming. They shouldn't be number two in the nation. Um, they haven't done really anything. Like Texas is one in Tuscaloosa. Ohio State's one in South Bend. Uh, Michigan has beaten UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, and East, East Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. yeah, that's all they've done. They're, and here's the deal. They're only 49th in rushing offense and 60th in total offense. They're not, they haven't, you know, their offense hasn't really clicked like they thought. They lost a Remington award winning, Outland award winning center, and that's, that's, that's been impactful. Uh, they're not as good up, they're not quite as good up front, it doesn't appear. Now, they won the, you know, the National Offensive Line Award, I think it's the Joe Moore Award, two mm-hmm. straight years. And it's not, the offensive line isn't playing like that now. Um, so, you know, they're still, they're still good. I mean, listen, they're first nationally in scoring defense and third nationally in total defense. Not blowing anybody out. McCarthy had through, J.J. McCarthy through three interceptions against Bowling Green. We'll see. We'll see what it is. I, I, I just hope the game... There's not much buzz around here. There's really not, surprisingly, kind of sadly, in my opinion. They, and I think it's because the game feels a little predictable, like probably a close-type game, you know, that Nebraska's hanging around, but you never really feel like they have a chance to win. I hope something happens 
that I hope kind of just for the sake of buzz and excitement that it's not that predictable. Um, that's but right now, just I, I think the lack of buzz is a lot of it due to anticipated predictability. Mm. Makes a lot of sense, and yeah, it's kind of the game yeah. script that we talked about. Maybe like the Colorado game for the first half, you're hanging around and just something goes awry there. It's two straight wins, not against quality competition by any means, but what has this done for the program? And maybe just easing in and concerning those first two games when they went awry, getting the fan base back on. Yes, it's a rebuild, but hey, we're seeing at least a little bit of fruit here as we're getting a couple of victories. Oh, hell, I mean, obviously. I mean, <laughs> it would have been a disaster if they'd lost. Yeah, that yeah, way. Right. I mean, that's, I mean that's, that's really the best way to put it. I mean, they avoided disaster. I, I, always, I think I've told you guys before, you know, people will say to you, well, they're playing Louisiana Tech this week. It was last week, but not a very big game, right? Well, yeah, it's big if Nebraska loses. Right. That's the worst. If they win, now it's not that big. But if you lose, yeah, it's big. Um, so they avoided that. Um, they got a little momentum going. They, I do think they found – I mean, Harburg, I think it helps for sure to get him two starts going into a game like this. Mm-hmm. It's going to look a lot different to him, though. <laughs> it's going to be a kind of a different animal on defense than what he faced against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. Not that those teams were terrible, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is Michigan. And the, the, the length and the size and the speed is going to look a lot different. Uh, and here's the deal. You guys, I mean, this is all this is very common to discourse in Nebraska. Where are they going to, where's Nebraska going to find offense? I mean, they're better offensively than Iowa. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think a lot of the problems Iowa has are somewhat similar to what probably Nebraska has. There's not much explosion. That's for sure. Um, there, we don't over here. The receiving core is fine, but there's nobody really explosive. Um, the running back is. I like the running back. Grant, Grant. yeah, yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, he's not a great. Oh, he's gigantic in this game. He's just huge. Yep. And the, and I don't know. But here's the thing. I don't know if they can put in a number two. I don't know if the number two uh-huh. is ready. Wow. Uh, so you might see all Grant. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> My, Matt Rule. I think about it all the time, largely because I'm paid to. <laughs> he, he has a really, he has a real hard job. There's a lot to manage. There's just a lot to manage, especially on offense. Well, Sip, here's the good news, and I, I, I believe this. I mean, next Friday you're you're in Champaign. That's a winnable game. You come home for yeah. Northwestern and Purdue, both winnable yep. games. Michigan State, you go to East Lansing. I was going to see them yeah. on Saturday. I don't think they're worth a crap. So that's four winnable games. You've already got two. The final three, you host Maryland. I get it. Uh, two his brothers playing really well. That won't be as easy as maybe you first thought. But then you finish at Wisconsin and, and home to the Hawks. The Big Ten West, if I don't have to tell you this, it's flat-out garbage again this year. <laughs> it's garbage. It is. This is the thing. This is what I would think would I would think would think would lead to more juice around here. If you can beat Michigan... As you just laid out, oh my God! Then what? Right, right. I mean, then then there's all kind of possibilities. So I don't. I'm a little taken aback by the sort of the lack of excitement here. I I don't know what to make of it. But anyway, you're right. The schedule. The schedule is Nebraska 
won't have a schedule as this manageable ever, probably again. Yeah, I don't think well, any nope, Big nope. Ten West team will. Nope. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. Never again will, will the schedule be this manageable. Isn't that something? Indeed it is. On 3 Media, Steve Sippel, um, that's where you can find him, Husker Illustrated, and you can hear him here every Thursday at 1130. Sip, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next uh, Thursday in advance of the Friday night tilt and champagne. Thanks, Sip. Thank you for the conversation, guys. Good, good to talk to you. Stephen M. Sippel on 3 Media. I think they can get six wins, Trent. Yes. Right? I think they can get They've already got more two. than six wins. They could. Rely on the ground game. Uh-huh. Don't screw it up like Jeff Sims did. Yep. Don't go back to Jeff Sims. I don't think, unless you have he to. He makes awful decisions. He's, and it's the same thing at Georgia life. Tech. He has not evolved. He is not. No. He is what he is. Fun to watch him run. Yes. A talented runner. <laughs> yeah. And a terrible quarterback. Yeah. Keep going with the young guy. Mm-hmm. There's going to be breaking points. And if an injury happens, go to Purdy. Seriously, go go to Purdy. Yeah, he's kind of fallen. Right? How many stops has he made? Where did he Florida start? State. Florida State was his second stop. What? No, Louisville, Florida State, <laughs> Nebraska. He started in Louisville. He's didn't think, he? He's, yeah, I think he. I'm positive he did. Yes. I don't remember the Louisville. I'm one. positive he was at Louisville. That's where he would because when when his brother was still here, he he committed to the Cardinal, and then Florida State, and then Nebraska. He might have committed there. I don't think he was ever there though. I'm almost positive. Oh, my God. This is not a senior yeah. moment, is no, it? No, yeah, yeah. Florida State. That's where he started. There is nothing no. that you can connect Chubb. He very well could have been committed to them in high school at one point, but he never was on campus, took classes at Louisville. Really? One of those? <sighs> well, <laughs> I thought he did. Anyways, um, he's Chubba Purdy, and he's the third-string quarterback at Nebraska. We know where he is at the moment. Yes. I'm going to look during the break. I know I'm – well, I thought I was. Anyways, uh, Lee Sterling's been right a lot. Unless they just took it out of his bio on NebraskaSports.com. Jesus. Find the Google machine. This is driving me nuts. All right. You're better at that than I am. Chubba Purdy, Louisville. Uh-huh. Louisville. Here we go. Come on, baby. He was committed to them. I'm going to give it to me. I, I'll, I'll, we'll I give think you, you got to we'll, give it to me. We'll give it to you. He didn't play. Uh, he didn't play there. No. Flip to Florida State late right. in the recruiting process. Uh, it's eleven forty-five. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Next, it's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point something to celebrate. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk to our weekly segment with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Trent, we mentioned earlier, the start that he is off to Ooh. is what certainly gets your attention. 32 and 15. Uh, boy, oh boy, that's uh, what was 667, somewhere in that vicinity, Lee Sterling. That's, uh, uh, that's going to make your clients very pleased that you're off to that kind of start. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> the the family wife's actually uh, been really nice to me lately, so <laughs> she doesn't want to say anything that just disturbs me. So, sixty eight percent will take it yeah, every you... single day of the week and Monday. That is great. And when you're starting to, you have a run like that. You're seeing it well. The numbers are mirroring. Is there anything different? Anything that you can look at as you look back here this last month and the good start that you're on that you believe has kind of led to this good start and hopefully something that will continue all football season long? 
You know, I, I think, you know, in years past, we've seen a couple teams that are clearly better than other teams. Maybe not the case this year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's some teams in the top five, top ten that they may <laughs> they, they may end up with two, three losses. So I think it's wide open, and I'm looking more at matchups. Sometimes it's not how strong you are. It's how you match up against the other team. With that, we start with one of those teams we just don't know a whole lot about right now. It's the Michigan Wolverines going on the road for the first time. Harbaugh back in tow after last week. They go to Lincoln to take on the Huskers, a Nebraska team. A defense looks really good. Offensively, they got issues, but definitely a good defense over there. Big number, 17 in the hook, the Wolverines favored. Yeah, I mean, two running teams. Nebraska is going to make sure to slow down the game. Remember, you get a first down, it's not the last two minutes of the half. Where the game clock keeps running, and uh, they'd like to keep it to eight, nine possessions for this game. Michigan defense, really good. Top 12 in every major statistical category, but they just haven't faced a running quarterback yet. And Nebraska, they got burned by Colorado, but that was through the air. Their run defense has not given up 58 or more yards here in any of the four games here. And we know Michigan, just their passing game, uh, not clicking yet, or may not click at all. Michigan's ranked number two in the country, but are they ever really even close to the second-best team in the country? I don't think so. Michigan wins 31-21, but the Cornhuskers cover. Comfortable cover. Uh, Interesting game in the Big Ten. Uh, Next is an interesting Big 12 affair. Look, Kansas has played Texas tough when Kansas has been awful. They've got a pulse. Games in Austin. Longhorns a 16-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jayhawks. So Texas won last year, easy, 55-14. But the last two games in Austin were, like you said, Kansas didn't have a pulse, 57-56, and then won 50-48 to here. Texas's defense is talented, but I don't think they've faced a quarterback with a pedigree of Jalen Daniels, who rarely has off games here. And uh, the offenses that Texas has faced, Alabama down a whole lot. They didn't do anything against South Florida, and then they faced Three real stinko offenses in Baylor, Rice, and Wyoming. Two areas of concern with Kansas, obviously, their defense. Uh, they can get overwhelmed at times. In their only road game, they barely beat Nevada, one of the worst teams in Division One football this year. But I think maybe they were just overconfident in that game. They, we know, will be sky high for Texas. And Kansas's defense, they're not great, but they get takeaways. Seven takeaways in four games here. I'm going with Texas to win 45-34, but the Jayhawks to cover. Get another cover as we go back-to-back dogs. Another big dog down in Norman as Iowa State goes on the road. The Cyclones getting 19.5 in this one. If Iowa State's going to have to cover, they've got to run the football some. And mm. they've not been able to do it. Less than 100 rushing yards in the three games versus Division One opponents. Passing game was much better last week, put up 34 points. But that was against Oklahoma State. I think this Oklahoma defense is starting to look legit. We know their passing offense is good with Dylan Gabriel here. And if you can't run, you know, you're know you going to have more possessions with the way Oklahoma gets those plays off in yep. eight, nine seconds. I like Oklahoma. 45-16. Mm, big. Uh, Iowa yeah. hosting Michigan State as Iowa tries to uh, find the win column after getting embarrassed in Happy Valley last weekend. Hawks bought a 12.5-point favorite over a reeling Michigan State team. <laughs> That's about uh, the nicest way you can put it. Michigan State has scored all of 7-9 points versus Jeez. the two power conference teams. 
Washington and Maryland. Washington and Maryland have good offenses, but their defenses are nothing special. They're going to face Michigan State, a much better defense here. So the question is, can they score more than a touchdown? I don't see it here. And I think Iowa, they're going to have to try to go for it and open up the playbook. Brian, for instance, if he wants to stay and keep his job, he's got to score some points here. So I think they're going to open it up here. And Michigan State's offense, eight turnovers the last three games here. Iowa, 23-7, Hawkeyes cover. Hawkeyes win and cover. We finish up in the NFL with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. I love this game tonight. Packers, Lions, and supremacy in the NFC North on the line. Yeah, so I think the country is going to be all over Green Bay. Why? They're getting back a lot of the best players. Jones at running back, the receiver Watson, uh, the best offensive lineman, uh, good cornerback here, playing at home. But the Packers in the two games against the Falcons and Saints only had a 42-42 total score in the last two Sundays. Atlanta's young quarterback, Desmond Ritter, never pushes the ball down the field. And the Saints' Derek Carr, he went out when his team was up 17 nothing. Jared Goff, I think he has the edge here over Love. Love is much improved, but 69.9% completion percentage to Love's 53%. We're going with Detroit here, 27-21. All right, Lee Sterling, again, 32-15 and 15 to begin the season. Your free play, a huge game in the NFL in the AFC East. It's Buffalo. Uh, they're a three-point favorite over the Dolphins. This one's appointment TV. If the audience wants more information on Bills, Dolphins, again, 32-15 and 15 start. How do they reach you? Well, if they want to get involved, just go to ParamountSports.com. We can help them out. We have not October special. We call it Locktober not four weeks, but five weeks starting today all the way through uh, Halloween night. Five weeks of action. Generally get 11 to 14 games a week. Last week we had our underdog play of the month. We had Arkansas plus 18. They almost won the game outright, only lost by three. We have a blowout special, a game under, under a touchdown. We think we'll win by three or four touchdowns. You want to hop on board, just $347 with coupon code Save 100 at ParamountSports.com. Do you want to get that free game? Buffalo and Miami, going to give it to the first 10 callers. Just call 800-400-9741. Start winning today. Good stuff, Lee. Talk to you next Thursday. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Lee Sterling. ParamountSports.com. ParamountSports.com for Lee. Buffalo, Miami. Is that going to make your picks tomorrow? I would lean Buffalo. You know me and how I bet the NFL. I zigzag it. Much like I do in the NBA playoffs, it is a team looks as good. Now, we have a sample size of one with a point spread. The last team to score 70 points in the NFL did not <laughs> cover the next week. That's a trend. That's <laughs> big sample size. Oh, man. Hour two coming up next. We'll start with Matt Rudy on the Ryder Cup. Brent Bloom uh, from We Will will join us at 1230. Four of you will have a chance to play from barbecue from Claxons. Hour to go. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.